Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. Ladies, welcome back to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Today, this is a spicy episode. This is the 10 toxic fitness trends that I've fallen for. So guys, I've fallen for a lot more than that, but I figured we'd start off conservatively like with like 10, and then maybe we'll dive into more later on as we uh, get into more episodes and things like that. But I wanted to start with these 10 because I've noticed that they've been a lot more prevalent lately and they're kind of like making a turnaround. So it's kind of like how like every so often those fitness trends kind of come back. I've noticed so do like fashion trends fitness trends are coming back that way too. And so this is basically like the, I can't believe it's not butter of fitness chat that we're going over today. Okay. So first things first, guys. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm super excited to have you guys here. I absolutely love how many of you also have been tuning in and telling me on like Facebook and Instagram that you're listening to the podcast. That is honestly crazy. I feel like there's so many things that I've wanted to say for so long, but I've been very, very scared of saying them like online. And I'm just like super happy that you guys are also like enjoying them. So that's awesome. I'm glad it's helping. That's always my intent is just to help people. And again, you know, if I ever say anything that I find out later on is wrong, I'm always quick to correct myself. But hey, nobody's perfect. We're just trying to do the best of what we got. Can't believe it's not butter edition of the fitness industry, okay? And I'm gonna give you guys the 10 toxic fitness trends that I've fallen for, but also what you can do instead so that you don't do it. The first thing that I'm going to start off with, ladies, is that like, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And if things are promising you the world, it's probably bullshit. If you go through like the rest of your fitness career with that mindset, trust me, you will do just fine. Okay. So the first one we're going to start off with is nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. So this was something, ladies, that a long time ago, we all kind of, I don't know if your parents did this or if you guys used to like have quotes. I had this quote literally hung up on my wall. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. You know, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And it was like this toxic mindset that I would go through in forever. And so every time like I ate a donut or something, I'd be like, yeah, I just have to work it off. Or like, you know, yeah, it's like going to be better tomorrow. And like, that was the mantra that I followed for a really long time. However, because I was chasing getting skinny, you have to watch out sometimes, guys, when you're manifesting stuff or when you have things around. Because like when you're putting something up, like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels, you are then implying that you want to be skinny. And guess what? When I got skinny, because I did after running for a long time, and I'm actually going to make a post about this later. When I got skinny, I didn't look the way that I wanted to look. And I didn't have the definition I wanted to have. And I also didn't feel the way that I thought I would feel once I was skinny. And the reason being is that because when I thought of skinny, I thought of toned. I thought of muscular. I thought of like defined. And then basically, I just got like a smaller version of myself with less muscle mass. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like totally upset. I was so frustrated and just like overwhelmed with the fact that I like I had this perfect vision in my head. And I was like, well, I'm the weight that I thought I was going to be. I don't look the way that I want to be. And I don't feel the way that I want to be. And I'm like, well, that's aggressive, right? Like it was very overwhelming. And so that was the first thing that I learned was total bullshit. And it wasn't that maybe, yeah, it's like a bad mentality to follow, but it's more so like what I was envisioning in my mind and what actually happened wasn't really a thing. The second one was ECA stacks while doing cardio and blindly taking supplements from trainers. So 
First off, I'm just going to put this out there because honestly, I feel like I repeat this stuff so much, but then there's always somebody that finds me that says or asks this question. Guys, if your trainer tells you to take supplements, you should probably run. Yes, sometimes you do need to take supplements, but it should it be a requirement that you spend 100 to $150 on supplements in order to join a program? Hell freaking no. Okay. No, 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 no. Never. Okay. And the reason being is, is that this is the way that I look at it. So when you're looking for supplements, cause you're like, oh, it's way easier because this is what happens. You're like, I want to take a supplement because it is way easier to supplement something than it is to change a habit. You're not wrong. The more convenient something is for you, the more expensive it's going to be. There is a reason why liposuction is super expensive. It sucks the fat out of you and it's gone, right? Whereas like training and nutrition, yes, it can definitely get pricey, but it's not like thousands of millions of dollars to do it. You know what I mean? It's not like $10,000. Like maybe if you go to like a gym or something and you're doing it in person, but I'm just saying tends to be the faster that it happens, the quicker that they can promise it, the more money it tends to be. And so the thing is, guys, the reasons why supplements are so expensive, even though honestly, they're super cheap to make. They're like 50 cents to a buck for them to actually ship out. Especially if you guys get pills, it's super cheap. It's just marketed way up. Like literally guys, if you get like a thing of vitamins or if you get a thing of supplements that are like in pill form, it's literally, I'm not even kidding, less than 50 cents for them to make it. And they're charging you $75. And if it's a good one, it's even more, right? Or it's $35 or $50. But if you get the $49.99 bottle, you know, it has extra energy. Whereas the $39.99 doesn't. So like you need to be mindful that like all of those pills cost like $0 to make, like literally $0 to make. So everything that you're paying for, is the marketing, literally everything. And so being understanding of that and also understanding which companies you're going with is gonna be very, very important. And I made the mistake when I first started, when I was competing, my coach told me to take an ECA stack. It's ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin. Don't do that. It's really, really bad for you. You can literally die. People have died taking that. And so what happened was I took it because she told me, hey, well, you know, it's just like a fat burner. Don't worry about it. It's just like a fat burner. It's just cheaper version. So you're saving money. You'll be fine. And literally I would get like heart palpitations. I was like sweating. I would like do it right before cardio, which I then found out was terrible for you. I didn't do any research. I just blindly trusted. And so always asking why you're taking what you're taking if they recommend something. And normally a good coach is like, hey, I would suggest you maybe look into that. Like, you know, you might want to take a probiotic or a prebiotic might be something that you should look into. Your gut's kind of a mess. It might help you out. But if they're like, you have to take this to join my program, red flag, get the hell out of there. It is not going to be a good time. And the reason being is, is that one, if you can't sustain the supplement routine, sometimes you can't sustain like their plan. So for example, if you follow like, I think it's like ideal protein or something. And again, no shade on any of these. I don't like, again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying this is like my take on it. You can't even work out on a workout plan, which like we'll get into that another time. But also you have to take like protein shakes like three or four times a day. How many of us have at least one or two foods that we don't like to eat anymore because someone told us to take it like three or four times a day? you're not going to enjoy it forever. It's going to be awful. Like it's guys, it's just like not sustainable. And so sure, like it might get you results in 16 weeks, but like you could also drink water, sit on the couch and eat nothing and still see results. Like it's the same deal, right? Like you can still lose weight that way. But the way that you look when you're done, that is also something that you want to be mindful of the way that you feel your energy, your overall health. Like we're so focused on weight loss, but like guys, health really does matter. At the end of the day, like I would rather be like online. Like when I post videos and stuff, I get comments all the time about how like I don't lift that much or like, oh my God, like you didn't even hit a PR, like blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, is like I have a lot of spinal issues. And so when you're looking at like supplements or if you're looking at fitness trends or whatever, like 
It's very important that you're not following what other people are telling you to do. And you're like still kind of being true to yourself or at least asking questions. Because like if I were to join like a bodybuilder program, they're like, you need to lift way more weight. I somewhat agree. But at the same time, like I also want to make sure I can walk when I'm 70, right? Like I want to make sure my knees still like feel good when I'm 70. I want to make sure I can still walk and I don't have like, you know, a bunch of herniated discs in my back. Like I really do want to make sure that I'm okay. So the thing is, is like, that's a priority for me. And so if someone tries to get me to do something that acts out of alignment with that, I'm not going to do that because I know what's best for me, right? Or like, I'm going to express that and make sure that they know. You see what I'm saying? So same with supplements, same with fitness. If someone is telling you something and you know that it's against kind of what you want to do, things like that, like make sure that you have like some kind of like guidelines in place. Because unfortunately, some people are a little bit silly where they they kind of just like follow other people's opinions, which I get. But at the same time, like, I don't think anybody is a better advocate for your body than you. So just be mindful of that, that like you have one body and it's your responsibility to take care of it. And like who you hire also matters, right? Like if you're hiring a coach that wants you to like, you know, kill yourself on the Stairmaster and you have bad knees, it's like, sure, you can try it. But if it doesn't work and they tell you to keep hammering it out, probably not a good idea. You know what I mean? And it's like, who's going to have a knee replacement later on? You or them, right? So it's like the way that I look at it is like, okay, so I just take this stack and my heart's all fucked up. Okay, cool. But your heart isn't fucked up. Like they're not impacted by anything, right? So it's like, you have to be careful. And like, obviously, like we are very mindful with the things that we tell people to do. And like, I'm always double checking, triple checking, referring out all that kind of stuff. But there are people who don't do that. And you need to be careful. Okay, because like, guys, it's your body. You have one body until you're like, till you're gone. So if you mess it up, it's going to be, it's going to be something that you have to carry along with, right? So as much as like you might be trusting in someone else, supplement wise, nutrition wise, fitness wise, think about it this way. Even when you're doing like your exercises, you need to be doing your form correctly. Guys, you've got joints, you've got muscles, you've got tendons. Let's keep them healthy. Okay. So be mindful of that because it's something that I think gets overlooked a lot. The third thing is, is cutting out sugar and alcohol and takeout, okay? Alcohol, I'm not gonna lie, not the best thing for you in the world. I probably should have cut it out like three years ago, but here we are, okay? Takeout and sugar is not going to be the devil, okay? It's not going to be the reason why you gain weight. It's not gonna be the reason why you lose weight. It's not gonna be the reason why, you know, you have all these problems. Guys, anything in excess is a bad thing. Too much healthy foods, like if you're obsessed with eating healthy, not the best thing for you in the entire world psychologically. It might be great for you body-wise, but psychologically, you're probably a little bit like, you know, it's probably a little bit obsessive. Then you have the opposite, obviously like too many calories, then you're going to get into obesity, right? So it's like anything of too much is too much of a good or bad thing. Okay. That's basically the whole thing. So it's all about portions. And this is another time where like cutting out sugar and takeout. I did that for my show and it was awful. Honestly, I did it for 16 weeks and like, I get it. You know, you're not supposed to have it for like the last little bit, but I followed it for the whole thing. And I've never binge ate so hard. Like I made myself sick. I got edema. My body swelled up with fluid, like salt. It was so bad, guys. I almost had to get my, like my lungs were filled with fluid. It was not good. Okay. Like I literally took everything to the extreme because again, I referred to myself as an all or nothing person. And this is where this shit gets, like you get in trouble with this stuff. Like everyone's like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Oh, I'm all or nothing. But like, guys, when this really comes like push to shove, like I was an all or nothing person to the point where like I literally went all in. And then all out to the point where I literally had fluid in my lungs. So you need to be careful about the way that you describe yourself and say things to yourself because it does matter. 
And so I'm not saying that you're going to do that extreme thing, but I'm just saying that it's something to be mindful of because you're probably doing that in other areas of your life as well. Okay. And with that, so going into like cutting out sugar and takeout. Yeah. It's not like the end of the world. And I love when I say this because people always drop off the live stream whenever I'm like, you don't have to cut out sugar and takeout. And they're like, ah, you're wrong. Right. But the thing is, it's like, how much happier would you be if you could go out, have a few drinks, have some dessert, have an appetizer, have some takeout every so often, and then still see the progress that you want to see. I'm not impressed by people who can eat 100% healthy all the time and lose weight. That's fantastic. No shit. Okay. The people who can actually like go out, have a social life, have a few drinks, you know, go to the gym, get their cardio in, do the things that are like healthy for them, but then also healthy, like fun wise. I'm very impressed by those people. There are some ladies on our team that are honestly the queens of moderation. And honestly, they have moderation down better than even I do. And I'm so impressed by those people because it is, you're right, it is way harder than cutting something out. But if you are willing to make the sacrifice of actually going through the learning process of learning how to incorporate it, you're going to notice that you're a lot happier in the long run. Okay. The next thing is doing the Stairmaster over other forms of cardio. Ladies, the Stairmaster is not God. I will say this again. The Stairmaster is not God. Okay. So love, love, love the Stairmaster. Will it get you sweating? Yes. Will it kick your ass? Yes. Is it the end all be all? Hell no. Okay. And honestly, the one that I use the most is the, it's like a glider kind of thing. It's like more of like a gliding thing. It's not like a elliptical. It's kind of like up and down, up and down, up and down. That one, I love that one. And fun fact, it burns the same amount of calories as a Stairmaster and it's less impact. Boom. So guys, if you have a lot of issues, so like I think a lot of us think too that like when we're like 30, 40, 50, like we're going to start getting, you know, all these like spinal issues and things like that or like, oh, my knees hurt. Yeah, because I'm 35 or I'm 40 or I'm 50. Guys, even when you're like 25, you can get injuries. Like I have tons of injuries. Like I have my neck hurts all the time. In the middle of my back, I got scoliosis. My low back is kind of messed up. It's all compressed. and I got scoliosis in there too. And so I have a lot of issues because of it. My knees hurt. My neck hurts all the time, pretty much. You know, I have like weird curve kind of issues going on in my spine, like my muscles are pulling back and forth and all these kind of fun things. I'm just kind of skimming over it because I don't want to go into too much detail because I feel like this episode is in itself going to be pretty long. Um, But that being said, it's like you guys can be younger and still have injuries. You could have like accidents and still have injuries from those accidents. So you need to be mindful of the types of exercises and things that you're saying yes to. And we kind of already talked about this, but the Stairmaster gets this thing of like being God. And so the thing is, is like you can find something that's just as effective. Is the bike at like, you know, zero resistance pedaling a little bit as effective? No, like not at all. And you know it and I know it. So let's just be honest, right? But have I seen people do amazing things still using um, a bike as a form of cardio? 100%, right? Um, Or walking. Walking is so freaking underrated. If you guys walked for 20 minutes a day, you would see so much more progress than you already see. I'm just saying that right now. If you went for a 20 minute walk every single day, I promise you that your fitness would be on a whole other level without you even trying, even though I guess that's a little bit of effort, but you get what I mean. So the thing is, is like being understanding that like there's other forms of cardio that you can do and you don't have to run or do the Stairmaster or be freaking intense and do your interval training or your CrossFit or whatever to see results. Okay. You don't have to do that. If you like doing it, that's fantastic, but you don't have to. Okay. The next thing is eating only low calorie food, trying to fit everything in or trying to fit more in. And I still see this happening a lot and no one's talking about it. So we're going to break this down. I see so many ladies still doing this where you will try and fit as many snacks and as many treats and as many things as you can into your macros. So you'll have like 1600 calories and you'll be like, well, I had a low calorie packet of pretzels. Then I had like a low calorie yogurt. Then I had low calorie granola. Then I had a coffee. Then I had a low calorie like um, you know, 
dinner where I had chicken and I had veggies. And then I ate like four buckets of chips after dinner. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Right? Like guys, if you think about it, like when you're only eating low calorie foods, think about it. It tells you in the name, it's low calorie. I did this forever. Okay. Did this forever. Low calorie, everything, low calorie, low fat, low carb, high protein, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it's great, but there's a certain time and place for it. So when you're eating like 12, 13, 1400 calories, yeah, like you kind of have to fit some low calorie stuff in there. Like if you want to have a snack at the end of the night, either it's like popcorn or you can have like a low calorie snack. You know, if you're like really craving something, you could have like a low calorie frozen yogurt bar, things like that. Um, but you shouldn't be in that kind of state all year round. Like I'm talking like maybe three, two to three months at a time, max, max, um, throughout the whole year. And as long as you spend in a deficit, you should spend out of a deficit. And this is another thing people don't get either. So if you spend three months in a deficit, you should be three months out of a deficit, focusing on strength and things like that. And so the thing is, is like when you're looking at your calories, when they're super low, yes, you have to get more creative. But it also means you have to focus on more nutrient-dense foods. And this is where your relationship with food matters. We don't drop people into low calories until their relationship with food is solid. And the reason being is that when we do, what happens is your gets to be a mess, your overall like energy levels go down, your digestion's all over the place, like your workouts go to shit. And it's honestly just because like when you are in low calories and you're not eating nutrient-dense foods, you're going to find that you don't feel very good because you're always trying to incorporate more snacks and you forget that nutrient-dense foods like chicken and beef and sweet potatoes and veggies and fruits are the things that you need to have energy. Like these have more nutrients in them, guys, more whole foods. That's what you need to focus on when you're in the lower calories. And so it makes it really boring because no, you can't really have anything that's like super fun. And so that's why we need to have certain times psychologically, but also like just like our body needs a break from low calories where we have higher calories and we can have takeout a few times a week. We can have a few more things that are fun so that you don't feel so restricted. And so if you're always in the state of restrictedness, you're going to feel like you always are trying to jam all these foods into your calories. And when you do that, one, you're going to be miserable. Two, your gut's going to be all over the place. And then three, you're not actually going to get the nutrients that you need. When you look at someone who's been on a low-cal diet for a really long time, their skin, their hair, their nails, they're like overall like them. You can just tell that they're kind of like worn out. Like they just look tired. I'll be honest. They just look tired. I can always tell. As soon as you start actually giving people the nutrients and the water that they need and all these kind of things, you start seeing their skin glowing. You see their hair growing, their nails growing. Like you see that their digestion is good. They're not bloated all the time. It's literally just taking care of yourself. That's literally all it is. And so understanding that lower calories are not a place where you start fitting everything in. It's where you start fitting more nutrient dense whole foods in, and then you start adding in maybe like a snack or two that's low cal. So your low cal day is supposed to be like one or two snacks at the end of the night, not the entire day worth of food. Okay. So drop some fire if you're on the live stream, if you get that, because it's very important. Okay. The sixth thing is obsessed with eating clean. So I was obsessed with eating clean when I did my show guys. That was another toxic trait that I fell for. You know, the can't believe it's not butter kind of fitness edition. There's too much of a good thing. And like I talked about before, all in, all out, too much of a good thing. And so eating healthy is fantastic for you. But if it gets to the point where you're obsessive and you're like literally just like, that's all you're doing and you can't go out and have anything because it's not healthy. And like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a point where it's too much and there's a point where it's like borderline and eating disorder. And so the thing is, is like, it's very hard to track those ones too, because a lot of the times, when you're eating healthy and you're working out, 
People will praise you for your progress. They will praise you for your commitment. They will praise you for your discipline. But the thing is, is that what they're not understanding is that they're praising you for an eating disorder. And so like not all the time, like I eat really healthy. I don't have an eating disorder. But at the same time, there was a point where like I was eating really healthy, but it was for the wrong reasons. And it was borderline an eating disorder. But I do think that like also with bodybuilding and doing fitness competitions, the whole thing isn't healthy anyways. Like honestly, the whole thing's not very healthy. It's just a challenge, right? It's kind of like doing an Ironman. Like it's really challenging and it's great, but like, should you really be exercising for 24 hours straight? Probably not, right? Like it's not necessarily healthy, but it's a challenge, right? So it's understanding too, that like, maybe this is something that you're doing for a period of time, but if you're doing this all year round, that's a problem. And so like, you know, can you have a glass of wine without freaking out? Can you have a, you know, an appetizer without freaking out? Can you have dessert? Could you eat a full dessert and not feel like you're going to gain weight? And not saying that if you do feel like that, you have an eating disorder, but I'm just saying that is a form of eating disorder. Okay. So, or like, or disordered eating, I apologize. So there's eating disorders, which is basically like, you know, bulimia, anorexia, like all that kind of stuff. And then there's disordered eating, which is more so like, there's just tendencies that I think we all kind of have, but that aren't exactly a hundred percent that maybe we could work on that also could lead into an eating disorder. So you want to be mindful of it so that it doesn't turn into that. Okay. And these are things that we're watching for all the time. But at the same time, you also have to be ready to admit that you have disordered eating because some people aren't ready for that. So understanding that as well, that eating clean all the time isn't necessarily a good thing. It's also can be a sign of an eating or disordered eating. Okay. Number seven, YouTube workouts. Oh man. The amount of YouTube workouts, guys, I learned how to work out from Heidi Summers, like Buff Bunny, like literally Buff Bunny. She was like who I watched to learn how to work out. And there was some questionable ass shit that I did, right? Like she did her stuff. She was really good at what she did, but she's also like totally different body type than mine. And she also just like naturally is like, she like loves nutrient dense foods, um, you know, very like lean, small, five foot nothing girl who just like honestly started building muscle and didn't really have much like fat to lose. Like, I think she lost a lot of weight, but then she was like very good at maintaining like her weight loss and things like that. Whereas like I struggled to keep my weight off for a very long time. And so like, I would constantly like compare myself and things like that in order to like kind of get to that point. But she inspired the heck out of me. And I think like, if you're first starting off, it's a really cool thing to just like start, um, start wherever you are. Like I'm a big believer in just like start wherever you are with what you can, with the information that you have. Because as you keep going, you're going to get better. So even if you're watching free YouTube workouts or you downloaded a free PDF or like you joined a challenge or you joined a paid challenge or you did whatever, like start with where you are, what you have and what you have access to, and then just slowly commit to getting a little bit better each time. And when you do that, what you're going to find is that you're naturally going to get better because you're going to keep learning things. When you keep doing something, you keep learning things. So maybe you hurt your knee, then you find out that you're doing your lunges wrong and then this happens and whatever. And like, you can try and not have like any of these learning mistakes. And obviously like if you pay for a coach, they're going to help you get through some of these faster. But at the end of the day, you're still gonna make mistakes. And so understanding that starting messy and starting just like where you are and with what you have is gonna be way more beneficial for you than waiting to get motivated, waiting to be disciplined, waiting to have more energy. Like guys, if you keep waiting, none of that stuff really happens. It's kind of like if you like sat in your house and were like, I'm just going to wait for like a guy to come find me. You know, I'm just going to wait for a boyfriend. Well, good luck with that because unless he knows where you live and it has keys to your house and already likes you, like the odds of you finding a boyfriend in your house are pretty low, unless you're like you're on Tinder, right? Then maybe. But the thing is, is like you still eventually probably have to go meet him, you know? So like same with fitness guys, you can sit there and you can scroll on YouTube and you can go through workouts and you can do all that kind of stuff. 
But until you actually go and work out, you're not really going to know what you like or what you need to work on or what needs to improve. And so going in with the like growth mindset, and I think a lot of us compare to like where we were before and understanding that like where you were before and where you are now environmentally, person wise, you might be a totally different person. Like I'm a totally different person than when I was 19. I'm a totally different person than the person who competed like whatever, three or four years ago, like totally different. Like I'm not the same person. That same person isn't going to be going onto stage next year. Like that's not, that's not me. That's not the same person. Right. And so understanding that like, there's going to be different things that like you prioritize now that you didn't then. Maybe you have kids, maybe you have a husband, maybe you moved, maybe you don't have the same workout friends that you had. Like you need to be mindful of this because it's not going to, it's going to play a factor with everything else that you're doing. And so you really need to be careful of that because when you start comparing yourself, like the old you, I want to get back to this. I want to get back to that. I feel like it's comparing it to like a stranger. Cause it's like, that person doesn't really exist anymore. Like a ghost. I'm like, who am I comparing to? Like, yeah, it would have been cool to like, you know, be that lean, but it's like, cool. It also would be cool to be 22 again. I'm 28, like whatever. Like I'm not 22 anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, you're a different person at certain times of your life. The next one guys is going to be number eight is cleanses. So cleanses are so full of shit. They're so stupid. So I used to do these too. I've done juice cleanses. I've done like digestive cleanses. I've done fat loss cleanses. I've done detoxes and detoxes and blah, 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 and brain boosters and like all this shit. None of them ever got me any leaner. They basically just made me shit my pants. And then I had a great day. That was pretty much it. I was like, oh, I can't go anywhere for three hours because all I'm doing is going to the bathroom. That's literally it. And so if you're like, well, I just need to like clear my digestion out. If you eat enough fiber, which is like fruits, veggies, whole grains, all that kind of fun stuff. And don't start looking into supplements as soon as I say fiber. Go eat actual food, please. Thank you. Okay. 25 to 30 grams of fiber per day is fantastic, at least to start. And so like when you're looking at that, it's like, yes, you could go and I need to like cleanse it and reset it and all this kind of stuff. Cool guys. But I promise you like drink some water, eat some fiber. Your body will do it on your own. Save your money for groceries. Save your money for a cute workout outfit. Go Google a fiber supplement that you want. And honestly, every time you want to buy a supplement, instead of buying a supplement, go buy like something for your home gym. Go buy something that makes you feel good. Go buy something that's going to make you work out. Go buy a water bottle. Go buy like, I don't know, pre-workout. Because honestly, as soon as you take pre-workout, you're just going to go work out anyways. And most people go to the bathroom after because it's such high caffeine anyways. Um, and so like things like that. So like, it's like focusing on those kind of things. And honestly, it's more so about maintaining your gut afterwards. Like a cleanse is great guys, but like, so you do it. And then you're like, yeah, and now I'm going to like get back on track. I'd rather you do the cleanse and then have a game plan for how you're going to maintain your gut health after than do the cleanse and expect that to fix your weight loss problem. You see what I'm saying? So like, just be mindful of that. Cause it's like, it's something that you can get caught up in so fast and it just like, doesn't go well. Number nine is being perfect. So being perfect is honestly one of the biggest fitness trends that I've fallen for, where basically I'll look at perfect influences. I'll look at people who are like literally fit all year round. I'll look at people who are, you know, just everything like across the board, right? Fit or can do like, you know, box squats and jumps and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Or why don't I look like that? Or that's why I'm not like here, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, guys, is like when you look at that stuff, it's just like, Whenever you compare yourself, I honestly go onto social media to check my messages, to post my content and I get the fuck off. Do not spend time on there. Honestly, guys, if you want to wreck your mental health, spend tons of time on social media. And I think they said that after 11 to like 7 p.m. or 7 a.m., the amount of time that you spend on there is actually 
it, it like flips. So up until like 11 PM, it's like the dopamine, the serotonin, like you're feeling good after 11 PM guys, it actually flips and it makes you feel worse. It makes you feel more depressed. It's like, it's not good. And so the thing is, is like, because you're supposed to be sleeping, right? When you're looking at social media, one, it's fake. The amount of people and the accounts I've started to follow where they show like people photoshopping shit, like, and literally the smallest little thing, like even like the inside of their waist, they'll just like Photoshop a bit. They do this on videos. They do this on photos. There's also people because like it's batch content, right? So a lot of people are doing this for business. For example, like we go and we shoot like once a week. I always post it. I'm like, Hey guys, yeah, we're going to go do some videos on Tuesday. That's my content for the next like week. That's what I post. That's how I look good every day. Cause I look good for one day. Right. And so like people are doing that all the time. And so the reason why I do it is because one, I want to provide a lot of free value. And the thing is, is like, sometimes like you're not creative. Like yesterday was a shit show. I was like, not very, I wasn't feeling very good. And so if I tried to create a piece of content yesterday and be like, Hey guys, I really want to talk about this awesome topic that you guys need to know about. And I'm like, I just like, can't handle myself today. Then it's like, it's really, really hard for that point to come across in a way that's effective and like makes sense to you guys. And so instead it's like, I'm going to come up with a whole bunch of topics that I want to teach. We're going to do that together. And then we're going to release them over the course of the next week. And so like being totally transparent, that's what we do because it's a lot easier than doing it like every single day and expecting to show up at hundred percent every day. You just can't. And so like, that's why I go on my stories and stuff like that. And I'll be like, Hey, how's it going? But like overall, like when I'm trying to teach something, I want to make sure it's clear and effective and also like in a way that you guys are interested in. And so like that takes planning. And so when you're realizing this, it's like, yeah, sure. Some people's like content are like in the spring of the moment. Like I do that all the time too. Like sometimes I'll just post something cause I think it's funny or whatever. But realistically speaking, guys, most people are doing this as like a career or they're doing it for a specific reason, or they're trying to like prove a specific point across or whatever. Right. And so understanding that, that when you're watching this, it's like reading a magazine. Okay. So like if you go into social media with the like mindset of this is pre-curated like a magazine. This isn't just everyday people. It's a lot easier. It's like almost like, okay, this is going to be so random, but you know what? I haven't done an analogy in a while. It's like, if you're watching Harry Potter and you know how like all their newspapers move, it's like that, but on the internet, because the people who are posting are the people who are doing it professionally. Most of the time, there's not a lot of people on there. Like maybe Facebook is a lot of like, you know, moms and like people like everyday people kind of posting whatever. But Instagram is like curated. TikTok is curated. Like it is so bullshit, guys. So having the expectation that you're going to look like that is ridiculous because they don't even look like that. It's photoshopped. It's literally like, it's ridiculous. I honestly, I still can't believe how many people use Botox. I had no idea that people use as much Botox as they do. To be honest, I had no idea that it was such a thing. I had no idea. And then they're like, yeah, that girl has like, you know, Botox in her lips. She's got filler in her cheeks. She's got her forehead done. I have my forehead done. I have my lips done. I was like, what? Like, I was so confused because like, I really don't know a lot about health and beauty. I'll be honest. And so I was floored when I found out how many people edit things, how many people like have Botox and fillers and not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that like, it's very, very evident. And it's something that a lot of people don't talk about, but a lot of people do it. So just being mindful of that, that like when you're looking at other people, it's most likely like something isn't kind of like what it seems. It's not something that you can attain naturally, right? It's like people who always have their eyebrows done. Oh, well, they paid a thousand dollars to go get them literally like microbladed on, right? So it's like, oh, that makes more sense. Or like, why do your lips look good all the time? Well, I like paid a thousand dollars to get someone to inject my lips with filler. Oh, like, you know what I mean? It's a lot. It starts to come together a little bit more, right? So just be mindful of that. The last thing is, is like number 10, higher reps to cut fat is bullshit. 
Okay. So boot camps and things like that. Awesome. They will make you sweat. Higher reps are great for your cardiovascular endurance, cardiovascular and your muscular endurance. Okay. Muscular endurance is important and I'm going to explain why, but it's not to lose weight. Okay. So yes, when you increase your reps, can you see fat loss? Yes, because you're moving more, you're burning more calories. Okay. Overall. So if you're burning more calories and you keep your food the same, or you've decreased your food, will you potentially lose weight? Yes. Can you do that with anything other than higher reps? Yes. Right. So like, it's not necessarily like hundred percent because of those two. And so when you're doing higher reps, the goal is muscular endurance. So the reason why it's important, I should say, is because when you guys are lifting weights, the whole goal is to get stronger. So when you are lifting weights and you are lifting like six to eight reps, it's super heavy. Everything's like, you know, you're like killing it. Four to six weeks goes by, maybe a little bit longer. Your joints start to hurt. You're like, oh my God, I can't lift anymore. You're starting to get really, really tired because that's what happens when you lift heavy enough. You just get tired. Your body doesn't like hurt. It doesn't get sore. You're just like, whoa, I'm wiped. You like basically wipe your nervous system. You're like, whoa, okay? Like your whole body's like on just like tired. So then what happens is you need to go into a deload and you'll see where I'm going with this in a second. So then you go into a deload. In your deload phase, it's normally like 10 to 12 reps, eight to 10 reps. You know, it's more of like a hypertrophy phase. This is where like you build muscle, quote unquote, right? Eight to 10, 10 to 12. What happens is you're taking basically all those. When you're in the, in the strong kind of like strength phase, you're focusing more on essentially like muscle density and more so strength, things like that. But your body and your nervous system and things like that have to adapt because of the load. So your body goes, Hey, I'm going to keep doing this. I need to like, you know, recruit more muscle fibers. So then when you go into your deload, which is eight to 10 or 10 to 12, your muscle is going to start building a little bit more. So you're gonna build more and more muscle, more and more muscle. And that's how you recruit more muscle fibers is that like stronger portion. Now, most of the ladies don't get to that six to eight kind of rep range. And that's why a lot of the times I find you don't see those crazy adaptations that like, honestly, guys do a lot of the time because they're not scared to go really heavy. And it's really heavy is also very, I'm trying to say this in the way that doesn't like confuse people, because I find that when I explain this, a lot of people are like, what? Cause I go kind of a little bit more in depth, but like when you have guys that are training really heavy, they tend to go like super, super heavy. And so in our head, we go, I have to lift 300 pounds in order to see muscle changes. No. So heavy is relative to the person and to your current strength level. So, you know, five pounds to me might be light, but it might be super heavy to you. 20 pounds to someone else might be super heavy, but 50 pounds to someone else might be super heavy. It's all relative to where you are. So don't compare to other people. Lesson one. So the other thing is, is like, so when you get into your deload phase, that's going to be very important. You're going to build more muscle. You're going to feel good. You're going to be like, wow, I'm seeing so many changes. And then you get into like a muscular endurance phase. Muscular endurance is like 10 to 12, 12 to 15 higher reps. A lot of people use this as I'm toning, but toning is building muscle and building muscle means lifting heavy. It does not mean lifting light for longer reps. And so what the muscular endurance phase is actually for is because when you are lifting a certain amount of weight heavy enough, you actually need more energy and like, you're going to get gassed. You're going to be like, oh my God, like my cardio system is just like fried, right? Like you go to lift like five of them and you're like, whew, I'm tired. Like I'm out of breath. And so your muscular endurance phase is going to allow you to lift heavier weight for longer. So you can actually see more progress. Does that make sense? So that's why you're actually doing it. It's because you need to make sure that your cardiovascular system one is up and it's working and it's great. It's another way of doing that, but also it's so that when you go back to lifting heavier weights, you can lift more, you can lift longer and you can lift better during those movements. Does that make sense? So that being said, guys, it's like, yes, you can see muscular adaptation in any single phase that you do, but does it mean that higher reps is automatically going to equal fat loss? 
No. Okay. So it can, but it's not like for sure. So that's something to also consider. And yeah, so that's the way that I look at it. And I try and look at the phases from a muscle building perspective rather than a fat loss. And if you actually start chasing strength as opposed to chasing inches, you're going to notice that your inches naturally go down because your strength's going to go up. Your muscle mass is going to go up. You're naturally going to burn more rest and you're going to find that your body composition does lean out. Okay. So just think of it that way. So guys going over the quick 10 that I went over one, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels eating something with the plan of working it off later. ECA stack while doing cardio and blindly taking sups, cutting out sugar and alcohol and takeout, doing the Stairmaster over other forms of cardio, eating only low calorie foods to fit everything in and more in, obsessed with eating clean, YouTube workouts, cleanses, being perfect and higher reps to cut. Okay. So guys, these are things that I've fallen for. These are the stupid things that I've done and also what you need to do instead. Honestly, you could listen to this entire episode. It's 37 minutes long and you would know pretty much what to do in order to get started. So I hope you guys are having the best day ever. If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. That's another like really quick point that I do want to make. Guys, I send out a lot of messages just saying, hi, how are you doing and stuff like that. Obviously, I love when people join our program. I think it's fantastic. I freaking want you on the team. It's fun. And honestly, I just like helping people. But the thing is, is like we do send out messages with the intent of one, obviously telling you if we have any challenges and things like that. But it's also because I generally want to answer any questions that you have. Like if you were like, Hey, I do not understand something and I'm doing it. And like, why am I not losing weight and things like that? And you ask me like, literally, I just need help. I will literally just help you in the messages. Like I will, I've fallen for all these toxic fitness trends. I've done a lot of shit that like, I didn't really want to do. And like, I literally am here to help you not make the same mistakes that I did. You can make your own mistakes. You don't have to make as many mistakes as I did. Okay. And so that being said, like when we message, it's not like a cringe factor of like, Oh my God, like she's trying to sell me. Like that's not the whole point of it at all. The point of it is to actually help you and see if you have any questions that we can answer so that you don't spend time spinning your wheels. Because I've also been in a spot where I can't afford programming and I've been in a spot where I didn't have a coach and the free advice that people were nice enough to give me actually got me started enough to a point where I could afford a coach or where I could afford other things or where a point where I could just like do a certain amount of things on my own until I like felt like I needed to take it like that next level. Okay. So normally there's something that you're doing really well, but you might be like a little bit off with. And even that little bit of a correction or a little bit of a mindset shift could propel you into a whole other direction that actually has you losing weight. We have so many people that have just messaged me in the DMs. They've not even on our program. They're in the free group and they've lost like 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds because they're not scared to ask questions. And they're always following up with information and making sure that they like actually utilize the free resources that we're giving them. So I hope you ladies have the best day ever. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you learned something today and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.